Welcome to this week's End of Days Update, coming to you from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Had such a great time this last few days at Victory Church. We were here Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. If you're anywhere near northern Alabama, we'll be in Jasper, Alabama this Sunday morning, Sunday night. We'll have a great time getting into the Word. So it is so cool to see so much hunger in the church. That's what it's all about right before the coming of the Lord, people getting excited because we're about to see Him face to face. So we're coming to you every week to look at the different things that point to the coming of the Lord and specifically the gathering of nations for the Ezekiel 38 war because we know that happens just after the rapture because the, the second coming has so many signs, uh, many, 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 but the rapture has none. But if you can see what's going to happen just after the rapture, you can kind of get a little bit of the timing of it. And we know it's seven years before the second coming. We know there's probably a gap between the rapture and the Antichrist signing in a covenant with Israel. But we look at this, why, how would we know that the Ezekiel 38 war happens after the rapture? A lot of people go back and forth on that. Well, it's in this dispensation, God did intervene to protect the Jews. Uh, so after we leave, it's seven years of Old Covenant time, and God instantly intervenes and stops Russia when Russia tries to attack. Russia and Turkey and Syria and Iran come after Israel, and the Bible says God moves back 82% of them. So, so you see God doing that because you're, you're in Old Covenant time, seven years of Old Testament time, so God can intervene. So He gave the church all authority, so He has to take the church off the earth. And I said it last week, a lot of people say, well, the church just wants the rapture to happen so they can escape the tribulation. No, it's not about escaping the tribulation. You're not supposed to be here for that because it's a time for Israel and for the Jews, a time of Jacob's trouble, Israel, not the church. And it's Old Covenant time that He owes them. So let's pick up with what's happened around Israel this last week. So we, we get into end time preaching because Jesus rebuked them. He said, hey, you can tell what the weather's going to be, but you don't know your hour or your visitation. So He wanted them to know. The only time He rebuked the crowd was them not knowing their hour of visitation. He rebuked the Pharisees over and over and over again. But man, so much stuff is happening. Let's pick up with what's happened around Israel. We know that in Gaza, Hamas has been doing more incendiary balloons and Israel has responded with the air artillery and with airstrikes. And then again, the next couple of days, more incendiary balloons. So Israel's got fires all over the southern part of Israel. They finally got the fires out up around Jerusalem. So then Hamas starts doing this. And you've got to remember that Hamas is getting aid and assistance from not only so many places, but Turkey is even training them in Libya how to be better fighters. So Israel's got a lot to deal with on the southern border. And then you get up to the northern border, so much is going on. Wow, what happened? You had Israel do an artillery strike into Syria, taking out some Iranian munitions. But you know what happened was Russia shot down 22 of the 24 missiles. Remember a few weeks ago, Russia said, we're going to guard the airspace over Syria, not going to allow Israel to do that anymore. I like that whatever happened after that, you had Israel do another airstrike. F-16s came into Syria and, and blew up some, a munitions plant uh, by Damascus. So I love that Israel is not concerned about Russia doing that. You know what Russia should be saying is, why is Iran shipping ammunition and munitions down through Syria to get to Hezbollah so they can be on the border of Israel and fire right at Israel? That's what freaks me out. As opposed to trying to protect the skies of Syria, they should be trying to protect Israel from being nuked. With all that saying, you've got all this more information about Iran and enriched uranium. You know how we talked about last week, they, they came out with five different things showing they were so close. Well, you've got Israel's prime minister coming to meet with Biden on Thursday. What are they going to do? There's a, a try to have a restart of the of the uh, nuclear talks with is, with Iran. They've even said, and the papers all said, there, there's nothing to discuss anymore. Uh, they've already violated it so much; it's going to have to be a new deal. With that, 
it's funny to hear all these guys in the papers talk about what Biden is going to talk about with Bennett before it even happens. But they said there's going to, they're going to try for a restart on the peace talks, but it looks like there's no second state involved. And I've talked about that because you're getting ready to see an explosion in the West Bank, in Judea and Samaria. You're going to see so much building and so much Israeli activity that the Knesset's going to have to make a decision. We're for keeping more land or we're going to be politically correct and give all the land away. So it's going to make people make a decision right then. So with that, you've got Iran and Russia and China doing uh, drills, exercises, uh, war drills they announced today. So you've got the assembling of nations for the Ezekiel 38 war just happening over and over and over and over again. You, you've got Syria. This is pretty crazy. You, you had Iran fly a drone down into Syria at one of Americans' bases, and we had an F-15 go shoot it out of the sky. So you've got so much happening that's pointing to the coming of the Lord. Why? You've got Turkey in position. You've got Syria in position, you've got Russia in position, and then what a crazy week with Afghanistan. I mean, you had the, the vacuum of power with what happened in Afghanistan leaves a doorway wide open or a corridor wide open for Russia to come right into Israel. So all that's happening because the time is so short. But you have so much other stuff. I can't even get into all the hurricanes, all the uh, earthquakes that are happening, the fires that are happening in Bolivia. You had a new fire in Spain. You had a new fire in Israel. Jerusalem caught on fire again. Horrible fire in the western part of America. I'm reminded of what Sister Wilkerson prophesied just before the coming of the Lord. There'd be wildfires all over the earth. It would signify sin burning in the heart of men. So we're there. We're, we're watching all of it unfold right before our eyes. How exciting is it? So we always go to the signs though every week. Why? Because it's good to have tangible things we can look at that never change. Number one, the Word of God. In the Word, Jesus said, the generation that sees Jerusalem won back and Israel made a nation, that generation won't pass away till all is fulfilled. Well, that's happened in our lifetime. But then you have many more. You have the Hebrew language restored. You have the Ethiopian Jews brought back. You've got the fertility of the land of Israel. You've got the revival of the Roman Empire. You have the Temple Mount Institute ready to start having sacrifices. You have 172 different species of predatory birds. Amazing. You've got fish show up in the Dead Sea. You had foxes show up on the Temple Mount. You had the ritual baths around the temple fill up with water. You had Russia uh, five weeks ago rebuild Baal's uh, arch for Baal worship. The Talmud says that's the last thing you'll see before the coming of the Messiah. Many more things. You've got Bishop Malachi that saw 114 popes right before the coming of the Lord. Got the coat of arms for each one. The History Channel said it's statistically impossible. Only a God can do that. So you got sign, 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 sign. Why? Jesus is about to come back. After that, though, you got signals. You had the blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles. Amazing to have four in a row. I mean, that's radical. When's the last time you had four in a row? 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. 1948 when Israel's made a nation. 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. So blood red moons in relation to dramatic things happening in Israel. After that, you had the Bethlehem star. That's a pretty big deal. You had Jupiter, Regulus, and Venus show up at the birth of Jesus. The, the, the constellation was Virgo. This last year, NBC Nightly News said, hey, we have a celestial event, Bethlehem star. What was the constellation? Leo. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. So you have so much more. You have the Revelation 12 sign. You have Mercury doing a flyby of the sun, going down over the Temple Mount. 
All of this stuff shows us we're very, very close. Well, what, what's the exciting thing about it? The reason why we get into all this because He loves you so much. He wants you strengthened. He wants you encouraged. He wants you finishing your course. It's not escape theology. It's a hustle theology. So what do we do? Help your local church. Help your local pastor get the will of God wrought. This is the time to be engaged, not disengaged. You know, COVID's trying to get people to not come back to church. We should be fighting that all the more and go to church more than we've ever gone to church. Why? So that we can gather and watch God operate and strengthen us in every service. So we're so privileged, though, that we're about to see the King. Man, make alterations in your life, make changes. We're about to see Jesus face to face. What exciting days ahead. We're going to see Him so soon. Have a blessed, awesome Wednesday. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.